All right, if you have your Bible this morning, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. If we don't move for a minute, it'll cool down, all right? Freeze. <laughs> Matthew chapter 17. We're going to read verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to skip down to verse 5. If you're there, say, oh, yeah. Awesome. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, we thank you that your word is powerful and effective. And Lord, we just believe today, God, that your word uh, has the ability to change our lives. Your word has the ability to encourage us. Your word has the ability just to, to do whatever it needs to do in us today. And so, Holy Spirit, thank you for coming. Thank you for the anointing that's in this house today. Thank you for faith that's in this house today, uh, literally just to believe and to hear from you. So, Lord, just even a precursor, God, begin to teach us, your people, God, how to commune with you in deeper ways. Teach us how to hear from you in deeper ways. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse one. Here we go. We're going to dive in quick today. It says, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. In verse two, it says, and he was transfigured or he was transformed or he was changed before them. And then it says his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. If you will, basically, Jesus pulled back his cloak a little bit and he revealed a small portion of his glory. Amen. And then it says in verse five, it says that a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Somebody say, hear him. Listen, I think it's amazing in this in this glory filled, packed moment that literally you got you got Peter, James and John sitting there. And at that moment, the father could have said anything he wanted to say. Are you with me today? Listen, he could have easily just said, look, this is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. He could have said, love him. He could have said, you know what? This is my son whom I'm well pleased. Obey him. He could have said, you know what? Serve him. But he chose those two words. Hear him. Out of all things. And so listen, the reason I say that is because if you remember, uh, right before Easter, we were uh, basically uh, in this series, basically talking about prayer. And one of the most important things to understand about prayer is this, and I'll throw it up, that God desires for our prayer lives to be an engaging dialogue and not just religious sounding monologue. So listen, I just, I'm crazy enough to believe that those words that's found in Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, of hear him, I still believe as disciples of Christ, those words are still echoing to us today. Amen. And so when God is looking here for not a, a monologue, it just sounds religious, but he's looking for a dialogue. In other words, he's looking for this in our prayer closet. Everybody look up here. He's looking for this. He's looking for uh, that us, that we just don't do all the talking. And I'm amazed at how often when we come to prayer, how we just try to sound right. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but listen, but here's actually what God is saying. He's saying, look, he's saying, I, I want to actually uh, step into your prayer closet. I want to walk through the door. I want to clear my throat. I want to open my mouth up, and I want to speak to you. To understand that God is really wanting to step into our prayer closet and beyond our prayer closet, into our lives. And he's saying, look, man, I just want a two-way conversation with you. He's saying, are you willing? Amen? Amen. Amen. L- listen to this verse right here that's found in Jeremiah 33. Three. Listen how Jeremiah puts it. He says this. He says, call to me. That's us praying, right? That's us praying, right? Call to me. Okay, work with me. He says, and I will answer you. That's him talking, right? He says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. How awesome is that? 
Listen, for this amazing scripture to come to life, because how many of you guys know the Bible is never meant to be a, a book just to be repeated. It was a book to be lived, right? So if we're going to experience Jeremiah 33.3, which says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know, it's going to require two things. The first thing it's going to require is going to require us to pray. And the second thing it's going to require is what Jesus said in Matthew 17.5, that we need to hear him. Amen? So listen, over the... If you can just maybe hold that thought right there in your head for a few minutes. But over the last 20 years of being a Christian, I've run into three uh, different types of people, okay, three groups of people. And there's more, but I'm kind of uh, pinpointing these guys today. But I just want to talk to you about them here real quick, okay, when it comes to the voice of God. Listen, there, there's a, a special group of people. We'll call them the first group. Uh, these guys read the Bible, and they acknowledge and they accept the various ways God spoke throughout the Old and the New Testament. Okay. In other words, they recognize it, they acknowledge it, they say, yes, we believe in it. And here's a, an example of some things that they believe. They acknowledge and they accept this, that Adam heard God's voice in the cool of the day. If you've never heard that verse, I love what it means. It actually means in the, in the Hebrew language that as the wind would blow, that they would hear the voice of the Lord and the sound of the wind. And they literally say, you know what, we believe that. They believe that Moses heard God speak through a burning bush. They recognize and acknowledge that God spoke to Moses through thundering and lightning. They believe that Balaam heard God speak through a donkey. Do not look at your spouse right now. Here we go. So, listen, they believe that David heard the Spirit of God moving in the tops of the mulberry trees. They believe that Elijah heard the Lord in a still, small voice. They believe that God revealed his heart to 120 people on the day of Pentecost. Why? With a sound of heaven that came like a mighty rushing wind. They believe that God's to creation. These people believe that John the Revelator heard God's voice as a trumpet and later said it was the sound of many waters. Listen, these people even acknowledge and accept that God spoke through Mary in an angelic visitation. They even believe that Joseph heard from God in a dream, that Peter had a vision while he was in a trance and he heard from God in that spot. They also acknowledge and accept that in biblical times, people heard God's voice audibly. They heard him by an inner witness, through their circumstances, even through prophetic people. And these people even believe that sometimes God made personal appearances. Listen, that, that, they, that they believe in what, uh, what would be known as uh, theophanies, what we would call it in the theological world, or Christophanies. So start with theophany is where theo, which means God, ophany means to appear. So they believe that God basically appeared. The other one, Christophany, Christo, Christ, ophany, to appear, that Christ would show up. Amen. So listen, the example of that, you see the verse up there in Acts 9, that's when, uh, when, when Paul was on the road to Damascus, and you also know it in, in, when, uh, in Luke when the disciples were walking down the road of Emmaus. So here's a revelation for you today. If you want to hear from God, go walking down the road. All right, here we go. So, all right, here we go. Moving along. <laughs> so listen, these people acknowledge that God's language, that God's way of communication was extraordinarily diverse. But here's where the wheels fall off this group's wagon is even though the Bible says over a thousand times, get that, guys, over a thousand times, the Bible says, thus says the Lord. When you take that right there and you couple it with what we find in Hebrews, that God's the same yesterday, today and forever. These people believe, watch this, that even though the Bible says that they believe that once the Bible was completed, that guess what? That God all of a sudden lost his motivation to speak to people and he went silent. And somehow God said, you know what, uh, I've had my extrovert moments for 4,000 years, and I'm tired. I'm going to become an introvert now. And he just went mute. Are you all hearing me today? Listen, this group argues that since we have the Bible, which is God's greatest form of communication, I'm not going to argue that. It's the greatest authority in God's voice. Amen? 
But, but listen, they say that since we have the Bible, that there's no need for God to speak to us in any other way. Watch this. Please don't miss this. This group's thought process works fine as long as we stay within the perimeters of the, God's general will, which is for everybody. But what happens when you and I come to a crossroad in life and we desperately need to hear God concerning the, God's specific will? Are you all with me today? Let me explain. The Bible says that God has a general will, and this is for every person that is a believer, okay? And the, and, and the general will consists of these things, okay? It's just some of them. It, it consists of obeying the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother. That's a good one, right? Maybe I should have said that before the kids went downstairs. <laughs> the, the next one, we know it's the, we, we obey the two greatest commands. Love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, soul, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Then we know that in the, in the great uh, general will, that basically that we have a responsibility to fulfill in the great commission. We have a, uh, basically to be filled with the Spirit, to live holy and sanctified lives, to be thankful in all things and be conformed to the image of Jesus. All those things are good, right? Nobody's going to argue with that. That's all Bible. That's all general will. But, but what Bible verse do you and I read to find the specific verse for our lives? I have to say something. I wasn't planning on saying this. But, but um, do you guys remember the Bible codes? If you've been in church, there was a book that came out, Bible Codes, years ago, and basically there was things that you could find in the Bible. I, whatever, I didn't really, I didn't really understand it, but I had a buddy who got really excited, and and, and he uh, tried to find his name in the Bible. Got on street, tried to find his name in the Bible, and he typed in his full name, and his name popped up like I don't know, like two thousand times in the Bible, and he was thinking, man, my name is in the Bible, and he went and figured out what it, what uh, word it was. And the word was this. It was send. Because his middle name was Dennis, and Dennis spelled backwards as sin. <laughs> How funny is that? Free. That was free. Anyways, what a disappointment, right? You'd have to know the guy's my bud. Anyway, so, so, anyway, so watch this. But, but what, when we're talking about God's general will, then we talk about God's specific will, what verse do you and I flip to in the Bible to find our name and to find the answer of who you and I are supposed to marry? Watch this. Or if we're supposed to go to college or not. Or if what job we're supposed to take. Or, or, or this to go, okay, well, if I go to college, what am I supposed to major in? It, 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 can I find that in Revelation somewhere? I, you, you know, I don't, I don't believe half of the majors are in there, right? That, you know, how, how can I find out, okay, what city am I supposed to live in? I, I know that there is a Dothan in the Bible and there's a Dothan, Alabama, but I've never felt called to move to Dothan, Alabama, right? So, so, but, but I think there was a Corinth. I went to Corinth the other day. Look at there. But, but listen, uh, but it tells me which house I'm supposed to buy. You, you guys are kidding the picture here, right? There's, a, there's a, a million and one things that you and I experience in life that we somehow go, God, I, I, I get the principles. I understand your heart, but I need to know the details. Amen? So watch this. Here, here's kind of maybe a thought in this area just to throw at you with this group. If God only speaks through the Bible then what are we supposed to do when we come to a crossroad? Are we supposed to just kind of cross our fingers and and guess? Somehow hoping that we made the right choice? It's a pretty awful way to live, isn't it? Listen, that's why this train of thought falls really short, because here's what blows my mind about about this group of people. On one hand, they'll say, you know what? Hey, man, uh, God really loves you. Man, he loves you. But he won't speak to you. That's, listen, I'm, I'm going to bring it back. That's whack. <laughs> right? 
that's messed up. So, so look, look though, here, here's what's so wild about this. As I was thinking about this, I thought about Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. It's not going to go up. You can just jot down the, the reference there. But Paul is using the analogy, or, or we could say it maybe this way, the comparison of a, of a husband's loving relationship with his wife compared to Christ's loving relationship with his bride, which is us, right? To church. Watch this. So Paul in this verse, in Ephesians 5, he's comparing the two. Now, fellas, I'm not talking to the ladies right now. Fellas, in Paul's analogy here, let's imagine if you and I decided, if we got really brave, if we decided, you know what, I'm going I'm to spend one month, maybe two, maybe three, or let's just go, let's just go all in, maybe four months, and I'm not even going to say a word to my wife. Ladies woke up then. It didn't even happen, and they're getting emotional. Anyway, so watch this. So, <laughs> there you go. So, so listen, how many of you guys know it wouldn't take a, a real long time for your wife to say one little short sentence? You don't love me. Is that not true? Is that not true? So, so watch this. So, in Paul's analogy, what does, if, if it's that way in the natural, what does that say about God with us in the other realm? I'm making sense. I mean, I mean, listen, that one of the ways that we express our love to our spouse is through communication. And, and listen, it is not just the words, I love you. It is just communication in general. Correct. So if here's God, if he's going to say, you know what, uh, I love you. But then he goes, I'm not going to talk to you. Then what is he really communicating? He's communicating the opposite. Correct. Are you all with me today? All right. Here's the unfortunate part about this group is it's not that this group, this first group, it's not that they don't ever hear from God because they do. But because what happens, though, is, is God will speak to them. And because it doesn't match their theology, they'll say it's a coincidence. Or they'll say this or I had an idea or they'll say this. Ah, you know, I, I'm a, I don't think that's really God because God doesn't talk to us anymore. So, so they neglect it or just. Just full out ignore it. Is that true? Is that true? Trust me, it's true. 20 years I've seen it's true. Okay. Now, let me give you an example. As I was preparing this, I remember this story, and I just want to give you an example of what if we took that train of thought and applied it to a situation. Watch this. Uh, you guys have heard me mention John G. Lake before. Uh, in his book, uh, basically, Adventures, Adventures in God, I, I actually brought it with me. Here we go. I'm not going to read it, but hey. Go buy it. All right, here we go. Go buy it. Adventures in God. He starts off talking about God's voice, and he says this. He says, one day uh, they went to go visit some people, some friends, and once they, once they left hanging out with their friends, uh, him, his wife, and his kids, they were in the car, and they were driving down the road. And, and as they were driving down the road, he said he heard that voice that he knows so uh, well, and, and the voice simply said this. It told him to basically... To, he was in the right-hand lane, what we all drive in, right, because we don't live in England. So he's driving there and told him to basically drive in the left-hand lane and then pull off on the left side of the road. And so, you know, at first he thought, well, that's against the law. Why would I do that? And then he said, once again, I've learned to trust that voice, and so I obeyed. He didn't say anything to his wife. He didn't, he didn't um, well, I think God is saying this. What do you, what do you think about that? He just, he just simply felt that God was saying that, and he pulled off onto the left-hand lane, and then he put basically the other two wheels basically off in the ditch. And as soon as he did that, 
they were, there was a, basically a curve in the road. This uh, massive truck came roaring around the corner at a 45-degree angle, was in both lanes, and it was basically uh, fish-telling, going all over the place because the guy lost control of the car. And, and he came flying by, and he hit a bump in the road, and then he finally kind of got, got the, uh, you know, the car back under its wheels, right? got it back together and went down the road. Now watch this. What would have happened if that man said, my theology says God doesn't speak anymore. Nowhere can I find from Genesis to Revelation, pull off on the left-hand side of the road, right? Because something may happen. Now, watch this. Here's what he said. He said that literally that on the right side of the road where they were driving, he said that there was a 100-foot drop-off. So what would have happened if that truck, which was in his lane, would have hit them head-on? It would have killed him and killed his whole family. Now, here's what's so wild. If you, you know, some of you may be familiar with this guy's life, but if this guy would have died, guess what? The, the impact that this guy had in ministry and in life, I mean, just unbelievable as far as what he did for God, none of that would have happened. He'd have been done. Right? In my Bible, it says this, says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, let me give you another thing, okay? When, um, if we believe that theology, right? When I lived in South Louisiana, we lived in a really flat area. It's called a floodplain. And uh, any time that it would, that it, uh, like a heavy rain would come, the place where we lived, where our ministry house was, it was always flood. It was awesome. I'm being so sarcastic. And so, so anyways, so one day we found out, man, it's going to rain. And sure enough, man, the bottom fell out. It was raining and raining and raining. And there was about 10 of us guys. And we said, you know, what? we need to get our good stuff up off the floor. So we took all of our good stuff and we threw it up on top bunks, right? And, uh, you, you know, anyway, so we went, okay, so let's, we got all of our valuables up on the top bunk. Anything that could kind of get wet and get wet, you know, whatever, stay on the bottom. We went outside and we went to the storage unit. And we begin to grab old bricks and, or beside storage unit, begin to grab bricks and sandbags to go kind of barricade the door to hopefully our, you know, our place wouldn't flood. Okay. So I'm out there in, in, in knee deep water and we're just, you know, chunking concrete uh, blocks and, and sandbags and all this stuff. We've been doing it a while. We're soaking wet and I'm standing knee deep in water. And, and, and all of a sudden I, I hear a voice say to me, there's a snake under that block. Now, at first, I, you know, I wasn't thinking, I wonder if I'm going to run to a snake today. Never crossed my mind, right? And so, and so with me, I've just learned, uh, A, I'm not that smart. And so when something comes out of nowhere, it's typically him, right? I mean, I've just learned, you know, I've just learned over the years, man, how God speaks, what it sounds like, what it feels like, all those things. And, and so I immediately, instead of just grabbing it like I did all the other ones, right, just carelessly, I, I gently flipped that thing over and outrolled this pretty good-sized snake, now, what would have happened if I said, you know, my theology says that God doesn't speak anymore? There's a good chance I would have got bit. Right? Except that joker died shortly afterwards. <laughs> Listen, if you love snakes, something's wrong with you. All right? Oh, my gosh. I hate a snake. Man, listen, I wish I would have brought it. I actually got pictures from that day of me standing there uh, by our house, and I'm in, and I'm in literally waist-deep water. What an awesome place to live, right? We had two feet of water in our house that day. That was great. Um, anyways. Yep. Are you guys with me? All right. So that's the first group. Somebody say first group. All right, listen. I'm going to tell you about the second group. We're going to call them the second group. All right. So th- these guys are, are Christians, but they're polar opposite of the first group. 
And, and here's what they do. The first group says this, that, that God, uh, you know, that, that he, he's just decided, you know, I'm not going to talk, and he hadn't talked in a while, okay? A long time, right? So, and then here's this other group. These people actually hear God's voice every three and a half seconds. It's amazing. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're like locked in, right? So, listen, th- these people, if I can tell you about them, these people wake up when God tells them to wake up because God's their alarm clock, okay? Once they awake, God immediately tells them what, what kind or what pair of underwear to put on. Literally, I mean, they reach for the striped ones. The Lord says, no, I said the polka dotted ones. So they grab the polka dotted ones. Watch this. So then, then the Lord says, hey, I want you to go in the closet and get that pair of shoes today. And they go put that pair of shoes on. The Lord says, no, I, I'm telling you, put the right shoe on first. Because today's the day of authority. And you're going to step out in authority. Okay, so anyway, so they put the shoes on, right? And, and so what happens is, is then they, you know, they get out of the house and, and, and what, you know, they're on their way to work. And what happens is the Lord says, hey, go buy, go buy Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, just the spirit is hovering, right? And, and, and while they're in there, the, the Lord says, look, this is the flavor of cappuccino I want you to get today. Right? Because today is this. And here's what kind of donuts you need to get. No, go ahead and get your half dozen. Amen? So, so watch this. So. The, the Lord says, and here's the route I want you to go to work today. Here's where I want you to park, and, 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 and here's where I want you to go on lunch break today. Here's where I want you to order. And then he says, you know what, today, you know what, I've changed my mind. I, I've just changed my mind, son. I, you, you know, I don't want you to go to work today. I want you to go back. I want you to go to the movies. And while, and while you're there, why don't you go ahead and get a big old thing of popcorn and get you a Snickers bar. And why don't you get hungry, aren't you? And, and, and why don't you get you an extra large Coke because you deserve it, son. I love you. Right. And then what happens with these people, man, Sunday rolls around. The Lord says, this is the church I want you to go to today. Right. And then he says this. Here's how many. Hallelujah. Praise your father. God's I want you to say during worship. I've met these people. What, what's this? It, it, you know, I'm kind of exaggerating a little. But you get the point. Right. So watch this. I'm kind of making fun of those folks. But. I, I'm not saying that God can and he doesn't speak into the small details of our lives because he definitely does. But when he does it 473 times on a slow day, I for one might question its authenticity. Amen? Listen, it's mainly because of this, because of people with, with this kind of mindset, th- th- their behavior tends to be erratic, it tends to be inconsistent, it tends to be this big emotional roller coaster, and they seem to be directionally challenged a lot. Because if you talk to them last week, they're going to be a missionary in some country in Africa, right, that I've never heard of. And, and But today, today, the Lord spoke to him at lunch after that popcorn and pizza and said, you're going to be the next president of the United States of America. Yes. Yes. Never mind that they failed government and economics in the 12th grade. They are going to be the next president. Amen. Listen, I, I, I've just learned, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I've just learned that... Um, when you get around people who are constantly saying, God says, God says, God says, God says, don't buy into it. Because if you do, you're going to be just as confused as they are by the end of the day. Amen? Amen? I'm not trying to offend nobody, by the way. But, but listen, our third group, somebody say third group. Y'all getting quiet now. Y'all getting scared. All right, here we go. Third group lands somewhere in the healthy, balanced middle in between, uh, between the silent, almost dead God. And the extra chit-chat is schizophrenic, God. Okay? It's kind of like the, this healthy, nice middle. Okay? And uh, th- this group, watch this. This group is confident that God not only speaks, but that he wants to speak to them. Amen? 
Listen, they know they are called to an intimate, ongoing, passionate relationship with God because they love him. They want to do their best to serve him. And because they want to do that, they recognize the importance of having the ability to hear and to discern his voice correctly. Amen. That's where I would like to believe that all of us are at in here. Amen. Listen, this group not only obeys his general will, but they also value the clarity of his specific will. Amen. Do I need to say that again? This group, I'll say it anyways, this group not only obeys his general will. Let, let me maybe set like this. Can I say this? Thanks. <laughs> Glad I have your permission. All right, so <laughs> listen, if we live our lives and we don't obey the general will of God, remember those things we said a while ago? Then we should not, should not, should not think that we get our rear ends in a jam and we really need to hear specific will of God, that if we haven't trained ourselves in the general will, that we're really going to hear in the specific will. Amen? So, listen, God still values holy lives. Amen? Amen. All right, so listen. So, so this people, once again, they, this group not only obeys his general will, but they also value the clarity of his specific will. These people know, watch this, that his voice never contradicts the word, yet they desire to stay current with what he is saying now. Do you understand that? In other words, what season I'm in in life, what's my assignment in this moment, they want to hear the current voice of God now. Once again, that doesn't mean it contradicts the Bible because if it, if it contradicts the Bible, it did not come from the Holy One. Amen? Amen? Listen, and lastly, these people know that God, not their Facebook friends, okay, are their navigation or is their navigational system. The reason I say that last part is this. Everybody hear me, please. And I have done it way too many times myself. That when we get in a spot and the general will is, 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 is active, it's an action, we're doing our best with it, but it comes to a specific will moment, how many times have I and have you ran to somebody else instead of God? Are you all with me? That, that man, I, I need to hear from God today, so I call Billy. <laughs> Listen, it's a... There's this side, listen, we, we wholeheartedly believe in prophetic ministry. I believe God speaks through people. But, but that is not God's desired number one way that you would hear him. If I have to always depend on somebody else to be the mailman to tell me what God is saying, then something's wrong. i got to learn how to hear God for myself. Great place to say amen. Okay? Because it's called a personal relationship with God. Now, look, call me crazy. I got some really, really godly friends that really, really know how to hear God. But there's not a friend that I have or a pastor that I've ever been with that I haven't seen miss God somewhere. Listen, God is the only one that's got a 100% track record of being always correct. Amen. That when I get in prayer and I hear him and I go out and I do it, guess what? Success happens. However that looks like in that situation. But when I call this person and this person and that person and I hit this convoluted voice in my head and I try to pick the good spots and throw out the bad spot of things that they said and go out and do it, most of the time it doesn't work. Truth? Truth. Amen. All right. Here we go. Y'all good? Give me about 15 minutes. We'll be done. Okay. Let me give you five thoughts that this third group that they basically that these people are anchored in five thoughts that these people are anchored in when it comes to this subject of hearing God. Number one is they remember the promise. They remember the promise. This is so simple. 
John 8, 47 simply says this. It says, he who is of God hears God's words. Pretty good, right? Are you of God today? Are you of God today? Have you been born again? Have, have you made Jesus Lord of your life? And guess what? It says that, that, that you right there, you're of God. And guess what? When you're of God, that you would hear his words. Amen. Listen, 15 times in the New Testament alone, Jesus simply says this. He who has ears, not these things, talking about spiritual ears. He who has spiritual ears, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Listen, when you and I read the Old Testament and the New Testament, I understand what that first group says, but, but you'll find really quick that, guess what? It is the nature of God to speak. Get that. It is the nature of God to speak. So, in fact, let me, I even think it's interesting, and once again, you know, you can look at this two ways, but the, the second person of the Trinity who we know is Jesus, he even calls himself what? The Word. The Word. The Word. It's even, a, it's, a, it's a declarative of him even speaking even there. Amen? So, listen, let me maybe just say this. When it comes to this third group, which I believe that we are that group, it, the question is never this. Everybody listen. The question is never this. Is God speaking? That's never the question. The, the question that we need to ask because we know what God's promised, the question we need to ask if we're willing to be honest with ourselves is this. Is am I listening? Be, because I've just learned over the years, and I, man, I, listen, I've had seasons where I've really struggled hearing the voice of God. But I've just learned over the years that this, that the poor communication from heaven to earth has nothing to do with God. It's, it's really me that, that basically has somehow lost the frequency of heaven. And I've got out of line somewhere here and I've got to get myself back in line so I can really hear from him. Amen. Amen. So understand today. Once again, let me just say this, because I realize that, that we're all in here going, look, I want to love God, I want to obey God, I want to serve God, but how do I know what to do if I'm not hearing him? You ever ask that question? Because I have, many times. God, if you want me to do this, i got to hear you. Right? Because I am not the type of person that's going to get up and say, man, God said we're doing this, if I didn't hear from God. I'd rather go, I don't know. Safer. Yes? It, it is. Let, let me maybe say this to you guys, okay? Take a little rabbit trail. Forget that 15 minutes thing I said a while ago. Here we go. <laughs> Watch it. So, <laughs> when, I, when I was a single guy, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I could hear God. And you know who it affected? Me. It affected me. Then I got married, and now I'm the priest of the home. I'm supposed to lead the home, not in a domineering way. We, we, we very much lead side by side. But at the end of the day, I have a, a kingdom position that, that God wants me to fill in my house. My wife recognizes that. But now I needed to hear God for us. It's not that she doesn't ever have input, because she definitely hears from the Holy Ghost. Probably more than me, okay? So I just act like it was my idea afterwards, right? No, I'm kidding. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> So, Jim present. maybe the Lord's telling you this. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I just helped some of you ladies out right there. Anyway, so, so, so then guess what? Kids came along, and guess what? Now, now my uh, responsibility in hearing God affects more than just me and my wife. Now it affects a family, right? And, and listen, I'm going to tell you, um, moving from North Carolina to Maine would have been nothing as a single guy. 
been nothing. I, you know, I left my mama's house at 15. Okay? It would have been nothing to, to just say, Love y'all, we're going here. Right? I did it. Okay? I, I, left, I left Alabama the week I turned 20 years old, went to a place I knew, I knew two people. And you know what? And I was, all right, here we go. God said to go, let's go. But when you're going, okay, we're moving a whole family now, uh-oh. It's different, yes? Yes. So, so listen, then, then as I grew in the Lord, more responsibility came, and now I'm not leading ten people. Now I'm not leading, but literally now we're leading hundreds of people. Well, there's a whole lot more responsibility to hear it and get it right. Are you all following me? That, that you, you, can't, you can't yank around hundreds of people and, and, and have a schizophrenic God. You better hear that you hear that you hear, and you better know before you say you know. Right? Amen? So this is something that we don't take lightly. Amen? So, so listen, let me, maybe, let me maybe throw this out to you. When it comes to prayer, what's more important, that I tell God what I'm thinking or that I hear God and what he's thinking? Man, right? Jesus, forgive me, right? For putting so much emphasis on what I got to tell you that I'll never stop to go, what do you want to tell me? Yes? So, so, you know, listen, with this group of people, they realize God is speaking. And they realize if God is speaking, then guess what? He wants to be heard. I don't know about you, but, but listen, I know what it's like in my house not to be heard. <laughs> Jude, I said... heard that didn't you so can i get a witness amen but but listen if god is speaking he wants to be heard now watch this if he wants to be heard do you not think that watch this that 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 he wants this interaction more than we do so if we'll actually humble our hearts and we do the other things we're going to talk about here in a minute that god will teach us how to hear from heaven yes great place to say yes yeah, sorry, watch this. All they need to do, once again, these people, they remember the promise, and because they remember the promise, they do the second thing. They position themselves to hear. They position themselves to hear. The, the Bible says this, says, be still and know that he is God. Right? Be still and know that I am God. That is the key thing to hearing the voice of God. Because people in this group, they know there's something about removing themselves from the noise and the clutter and distractions of life so they, make, they can make time. Everybody say time. To hear God correctly. Amen? Amen? I want to challenge you guys to do something. Just a challenge, okay? And this, this, will, this challenge will, will uh, bear nothing for some of you guys, but for some of you guys, it, it will bring a great reality, okay? For the next week... Simply jot down how much time you spend either on a computer, a phone, or in front of a TV. Really jot it down. I think some of you will be amazed. Right? And here's what's so funny is we say we don't have time to pray. Are you all following me? Okay, listen. I don't mean that as a heavy rebuke or anything like that. But listen, you have a God that wants to communicate with you. How awesome is that? And if we say, you know what, listen, that whatever I'm watching on TV or whoever I'm texting or the, this latest stupid video I'm watching on Facebook is more important than that voice. Don't get quiet on me now. <laughs> listen, 
if you would remember, and I say this to encourage you, remember, the Bible says this, that God called Abraham when he was alone. That God spoke to Moses when he was in the cleft of the rock, alone. That Jacob wrestled with God when he was left alone. That David worshipped and heard from God and got strategies and vision and all that in the fields when he was alone. Listen, that God spoke to Elijah in a cave when he was alone. That Jesus had a habit of spending all nights in prayer alone. That Paul wrote from a jail cell, right? The Holy Spirit downloaded the word of God to him when he was in a jail cell alone. See, there's something, there's something so special about being alone. That alone time allows us to hear the voice of God with clarity. Because here's the thing. Here's the truth, guys. We live in a world where there's a lot of voices coming at us. Amen? Amen. And let me say this, okay? Take this in the right way. I don't have time to balance it all out. But living in a military town that I lived in, and having the friends that I have and doing what they do in the military, I have learned one common theme over the last 17 years. It's this. What they tell you on the news is not really what's happening. Amen. Literally, they say that you can watch the news and you kind of have a roundabout idea where we were at, but that is not what we're doing. Some of y'all been in the military, you know that, right? So why am I going to spend hours and hours and hours and hours watching all of this stuff that's lies. And here's what's wild. Have you ever noticed, I'll get off this in a second, okay? But have you ever noticed that people that spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in that world, anytime politics come up, they're angry. They're some of the most fearful people that you've ever met. I mean, they're just, there's no peace. So remove yourself from lies because that's all it produces and go to the one who is the truth and get clarity. Amen. And I'm not saying that everything they say is bad. I'm not, I'm not, but, but there's things that we need to know. But, but listen, with balance. Amen. You've you got to measure all that stuff off of what you're hearing from him. Amen. I'm off of it. All right. Here we go. Let me give you an example here. And I, and I, I said 15 minutes. I got six. I'm on point two. Here we go. Is, is this. I remember years ago, Pastor Rao, talking about hearing the voice of God. Uh, Pastor Rao's pastor I worked for for 14 years in, in North Carolina. Uh, he came to me one day and he said, he said, Quentin, basically, I, I think it's time to move you to another position. And I was like, yes, thank God, because I hated the position I was in, right? God will do that to break you. And I was there. Amen. So, so he said, man, here's three options. You can stay in the department you're in and you can do this. Or you can move to this department and help me do this. Or you can start this ministry from scratch in our church. And I said, okay, when do you need an answer by? He said, tomorrow. And he laughed and said, no, nah, just take a week, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't play with me, man. So I, so I heard what he said, the three options. And I went and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. But there was so much clutter in the mix of it. And it was so funny, by, by, I don't know, by about day five, I convinced myself that I could do all three if I managed my time really well. I could do them all, right? And, and so, listen, there, there's a thing when it comes to serving God and knowing His will. It's called this. Everybody listen. It's called following the peace. And I had no peace. And so I felt like I was just trying to make somebody happy because I was indecisive and couldn't make a decision. And so uh, one night, Jen, she, she was in the choir at that time in the main sanctuary. Uh, they had practice on Tuesday night. She went. The next day, I think it was the day I had to give pastor an answer. So six days, I didn't have nothing. 
And she went, and I got alone with God. And she was going to be gone for like three, four hours because they had church and worship services and worship practices, and uh, they practiced songs in the Holy Ghost to fall. So I knew I had some time. And so I, I set my heart to pray, and I said this, God, I am not going to quit praying until you speak to me. i got to have clarity today. And I prayed and I prayed, and about two and a half hours into it, I, I literally said this, and it was one of the ways God works with me. Y'all may think it's crazy, but I had a line shove in my heart, and I just said, the Lord would say, bah, 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 and then I heard what I said. And then I realized, man, God just showed me which one I'm supposed to do. And he told me in a really unique way. And there's what's so funny. I, I said, man, that's it. And I cried and I laughed and I cried and I laughed. And I, I literally, for like an hour, I looked like a crazy person. Because you ever been in that spot where you're so desperate to hear from God? And it's like, finally, oh, man, he finally broke through and said something to me. And what it was, it finally took me a minute to get on his frequency. Right? And so what happened was, so funny, the next day, I go up, and pastor's in the hall. I tell you exactly where he's standing. He's leaning up against the wall. And I, No, it was, it was a Sunday. And I said, uh, hey, pastor, uh, when do you want to talk? He said, oh, you're good. He goes, I already know which one you're going to choose. <laughs> God already spoke to him. We, ne- we literally never said... Here's the choice that I made. We just started doing it. And we created the new ministry in the church. And so, anyways, just a thought there. Here we go. Um, all right, so when the people in this group get alone, number three, and I'm going to get on the pony and go. Number three, uh, they expect him to speak. Everybody say expect. They expect him to speak. So, once again, when you, you know the promise, you get alone. Once you get alone, though, you got to come with some faith. Amen? So, Amen. So listen, let me show this quote up here by A.W. Tozer. I like Tozer. He said, the one who does not expect that God will speak will discount every single time that God does speak. Is that not so true? If that if you don't come with expectation, how many times has God broke through and said something? We go, ah, it's just coincidence. That's just me. And move on with life. You, you know, once again, I, I remember one time I was getting ready to preach a service and I had nothing I had nothing. No, no, no. I take that back. I had some few notes on the napkin. Very much not like me. And, uh, in the, and I was in the back worshiping, going, God, please come. Please come. And I heard a statement, and I said, and it was like, um, anyway, I can tell you what it is. No, I have time. So I heard something, and I just went, is that me? And I instantly heard this. Well, you didn't think of it. <laughs> That's what God said. I was like, okay, gotcha. And I went and preached, you know, heaven fell, and it was a great service, you know, whatever. But uh, anyways, but you've got to come with expectation. Remember the verse we said earlier in Jeremiah 33.3. He says, call to me, and I will answer you. Expect that, gang. Believe that, amen. Remember, once again, God wants a dialogue more than you want a dialogue. Are you all with me? Yes, no. Y'all getting quiet. It's faith. Amen. Fourth one. Here we go. The fourth thing this group does is this, is they pay attention to the patterns. They pay attention to the patterns. Let me explain to you. Let me just skip and go down. I'll come back. When it comes to teaching people how to hear the voice of God, i got to be honest with you, it's one of the most difficult things to teach. And the reason is, is because everybody hears God differently. You with me? And so, so what happens is, is in the church, we make a mistake. We say, God speaks like this. Well, he made to that portion of people. But what about these people? Are you all following me? Just think about this for a second, okay? Tell me what two people feel, reason, act, think, or communicate in the exact same way. 
so in the, in the manner in which God speaks, it varies according to the uniqueness of our personality, our emotional, and our spiritual makeup. Are y'all following me with this? This is why it's so important to learn how is he speaking to me. Amen? Are y'all following me? Because once again, here's, here's where we make a mistake. If Michael got up and said, here's what, the way God spoke to me, and I imagine took that and said, well, that's the way God's going to talk to me. Wrong. It may not be that way. Yes? Do y'all remember that big old list we read with group one about all those ways that God spoke? And there's more that's not even in there. Right? Then guess what? Most of the time he doesn't speak to every person in all of those ways. He might have a combination that he uses to speak to you. Yes? You know, for me personally, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed and I've been praying and had something in my hand or there's been something on the ground or something else. And God will use that item to speak to me. But I wouldn't say, hey, he's going to tell you this. He's going to speak to you this way. I, like example, I remember one day I was holding a red shirt, praying in a field behind my back. And as I was praying and praying and praying, the, the Lord was like, what's behind your back? And he began to speak to me about how basically that's where my sin was. Because I, he forgave me. He's like, it's behind you. And the funny part is holding a red shirt. And he began to talk about that being the blood of Jesus. That forgave me. Ooh. Right? I remember one day I was praying in the parking lot and it had been raining, raining, raining. I looked down. There was a, I was praying about the fire of God. And I looked down and there was a dry leaf. And God began to talk to me about a, a stupid leaf on the ground. Okay. And then he began to talk about basically a sin-soaked world, but when the fire comes, it dries it out. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. All right, here we go. So let me go back to this verse. Here we go, John 10, 4. 10, 4, good buddy. All right. <laughs> I'm on it today. All right, here we go. John 10, 4. It says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. Get that. He goes before them. He goes before them. Let him be before you. Quit making him chase after you. Amen? Amen. Listen, it says, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. For they know his voice. Let me tell you the heart of God in this area. I'll say something. It's kind of comical to me at first. My father, he's been my dad for 38 years. Just saying. 38 years this guy's been my dad. Okay? And, and we don't talk a whole, whole lot, but we talk a couple times a year. And, uh, and every time he calls, Jen and I get a kick out of it because he'll leave on the voicemail. Hey, this is your daddy. He says, your daddy. He's, he's country. He's your daddy. He's from Alabama, right? It's your daddy. And I just laugh, and I'm going, why does he have to tell me every time that it's him like I don't know his voice? Like I don't know it's him. And that's kind of, the, that's kind of God's heart, that immediately when we hear his voice, we know who it is. He doesn't have to say, this is God. We're sitting there going, is that the devil? Is that me? Is that this? Is that? It's me. It's your daddy. <laughs> yes? Listen, for you guys that have been married for a long time, look, Jen and I have been together 15 years. 15 years. Okay, it's not nowhere in comparison to some of you champions. But, but listen, 15 years, okay? Uh, when my wife calls, she doesn't have to say, uh, hey, this is Jennifer, your wife. <laughs> the woman could grunt, and I'd know who it is, right? <laughs> I, you, you know, I wouldn't have to say, identify yourself. You, you know, it's just... It's not there, right? So, listen, I, I know her voice, it's, and it's this. Here's what's so wild. If a if hundred women called me and said, this is your wife, I would know immediately that they were an imposter. Right? 
once again, the voice of a stranger we will not listen to. There's something about when, when, when you've been with him and, you've, and you cultivate that relationship with him, that when somebody else speaks opposite of him, you know it's not him. Yeah. Amen? And, and you, don't have to, you don't have to sit there and wonder, you know, where did that come from? You just know where it came from. Am I boring you guys today? So, l- listen, even in this sense, you guys that have been married for a while, it's, it's like this. I could, I could walk in this room, and there could be 100 women in this room, and if I close my eyes and I just listen, I could find my wife. Yeah? If she just if she laughed, even her fake laugh that she does. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I could pick it out. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that's God's heart for us. It would be so familiar with him that we would hear him, right? Amen? All right, here we go. Last thing. Five minutes over. What if, not really, but what if God doesn't speak? That's a great question. What if I'm praying and God doesn't speak? Because I've, I've had times, literally, I'll be honest with you, that, that I have went um, six months without hearing the voice of God. That's an awful feeling. Awful feeling. And here's what's so disappointing about it. In ministry moments, praying with people, God's speaking. Go to pray about something personal, hear crickets. That's tough. If you've ever, that's really, really tough and discouraging. But I remember this, and I, and I actually learned something one night. When we talk about what if God doesn't speak, here's your fifth point. Basically, the people in this group, they just keep doing the last thing. They keep doing the last thing that God spoke to them. Watch this. Here's why I learned this one night in a real way. I knew it, but I learned it. We had a uh, Friday night worship night with our youth band down in Carolina. And, um, man, it was, it was awesome. We worshiped on an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, something like that. It was good. And I got up at the end. The only thing I had really had in my heart was this, is that, is that when we come to love on God, God wants to turn around. And he wants to love on us. And so I just said, hey, if you want prayer tonight, uh, man, we want to pray for you. If you want to hang out, if, you know, basically the band will keep playing, we're done. But if you want prayer, let's pray. And, and you know, a good portion of the people stayed. And we walked around. I had a buddy that's in the ministry uh, that's in Fort Mill, South Carolina. And, and he and I were walking around. We were praying for people. And it was so awesome. It was like what God was saying to him, what God was saying to me went so matched up. And it was beautiful, one after another, just words of knowledge. God was saying all these awesome things. And then I got to the last person I prayed for for the night. This was funny to me. Um, I got the last person. God had been talking for like, I don't know, we been praying for people like an hour. And I was just blown away. And I got to the last person, and, and I began to pray for him. I began to pray in the Spirit. And here's what I heard the Lord say. I heard the Lord, Lord say this. This was funny. Let me say it. He said, I'm not going to tell you. The Lord told me to say this to him. The Lord says, basically, I'm not going to tell you anything new until you do the last thing I told you to do. And so what's so funny, you'd have to know the guy. He was all smiling. He was all excited. Man, God's going to talk to me because he'd been watching what's happened the whole night. He was pumped. And then I prayed for him, and he just went. <laughs> and he got this smirk. And I said, do you know what the Lord's talking about? And he shook his head. I absolutely know what the Lord's talking about. I, and I said, well, guess we're done then. Nothing else to say, right? You know? And so, so, but here's the thing, though. When God goes silent, guys, because every one of us, if you walk with him for a while, you're going to have moments where God is silent. Right? 
And, and part of that is part of that is this is because that's where he's going to teach you how to walk by faith and not by sight. There's all kinds of principles that are happening in those moments. He's trying to get you to depend on his promises and not a feeling. So there's all kinds of things that there's a lot of times he'll use that to mature you. But in those moments, guys, just keep doing the last thing that he told you to do. Amen? Even if that's just simply in the general will, do it and do it with all your heart. Amen? Amen? Some of y'all been mean mugging me all day. I didn't take it. Quit looking at me. All right? Y'all stand to your feet. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on and stand to your feet. Go on and stand to your feet. I'm sure. Amen. Listen, let's do this. Hopefully that somehow maybe encouraged you, maybe challenged you or whatever today. Hopefully you just got something out of it. Y'all all right? Yeah. All right. Good deal. All right. Some of y'all unsure. Let's do this. If you just say, man, uh, God, I want to hear your voice with a greater measure of clarity. God, will you teach me how to hear your voice in, in greater ways? Man, let's just lift our hands and we're just going to ask the Lord. Plain and simple. He's given us promises. You might have more questions about hearing God's voice than when you walked in, but I believe God can answer those things. Amen. So let's just pray and let's believe. Let's believe today. Father, we thank you that you said in your word, God, that your sheep know your voice. And God, you said that the voice of a stranger we would not listen to. Lord, we believe, God, that, that there's a promise that you've given us from heaven, and you haven't changed your mind on that promise, that you want to speak to us, that you want to be personal with us and intimate with us. And, and Lord, that's not... Please get this, guys. It's not just for ministry's sake, but it's for our own just relationship's sake with you. And so, Lord, we just ask today, God, that you would just begin to help us in greater measures, God, just to uh, come with expectation, to, to literally come and make time, to literally position ourselves to, to just hear your voice. And, Father, we thank you, God, that when we do that, Lord, you said, God, that you would begin to teach us how to hear your voice. Lord, we know you're not speaking for no reason, but you're speaking because you want to be heard. And so, Lord, today we just open up our hearts, open our minds. God, teach us how to find the right frequency, the frequency of heaven. Uh, because, Lord, even as even as right now, even as we if we went outside, there's uh, frequencies going through all throughout the airwaves uh, with radio stations, TV stations and all that. But, Lord, we can't tap into them unless we know the frequency. And so, Lord, give us the frequency uh, that matches your frequency so we can hear you. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that today, God, by faith, God, even today and tomorrow. God, even we'll find ourselves if it's in the prayer closet or maybe when we're just going throughout the day that we hear you. And when we hear you, let us not go, well, that's coincidence. That's my idea. But God, let us recognize it was you so we can give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen.